Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, this is Justin Williams with the Wolfpacker podcast. I'm joined today, as always, by editor of thewolfpacker.com and co-host of this podcast, Matt Carter. And we've got a lot to talk about today. It's been a while since you've heard from us. Last time we talked to you, NC State just had one of its best wins in football program history against arch-rival UNC. And now, fast forward the tape about 10 days, we now know where NC State's going to go for its bowl game destination. Pack your bags, Wolfpack fans, you're going to California. We're going to talk a little bit about the men's basketball team and the women's basketball team. As their seasons begin, NC State men started their ACC season against Louisville last weekend. The women are rocking and rolling with a number two ranking in the AP poll right now. But before we get into all that good stuff, let's do some uh, chores here. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you listen to us. Apple, Spotify, Google Play, everywhere you listen to podcasts. Plus, we highly recommend you watch us on our YouTube channel. If you go to our YouTube channel, please subscribe. You guys have been doing a great job of answering the call every time. We put out one of these podcasts, we get some more subscribers, so we appreciate your support. If you haven't already, friendly reminder, please do so. It helps us out tremendously, so subscribe, give this video a thumbs up, and drop a comment while you're at it. Uh, maybe some somewhere in the podcast, it worked out pretty well last time, Matt. I said, tell me your experience of when you left the NC State game, for the NC State-UNC football game. Maybe somewhere along this podcast, we'll have a question for the listeners that they can drop their answers in the comment section. I thought that was pretty fun. Um, social media, follow us at the Wolfpacker on Twitter. You can follow me personally at Justin H. Will. Give us a like on Facebook, NC State Wolfpacker on the Wolfpacker.com. And also, the Wolfpacker is part of the On3 network. It's been over a month now. They made the switch early November. But if you haven't been to the Wolfpacker.com recently, go check it out. It's a beautiful website now. On3 platform looks great. On3 network is killing it right now, heading into bowl season. Um, and a special deal going on at thewolfpacker.com right now. For just a dollar, you can get a year's worth of premium subscription to the On3 network for just a buck. So take advantage of that deal. That's a very cheap Christmas gift. You looking, you looking for a sports fan, a Christmas gift? I'm sure, Matt, there's probably a way to gift the subscription on the On3 network, I'd have to imagine. If not, you know, give your friends a dollar and let them sign up themselves. But... You know, not that difficult. Go do it right yep. now. Um, holiday season's coming up. Be informed on the Wolfpack. Okay, now that that's over, Matt, let's talk about NC State's bowl destination. The one that I was hoping for all along. The one that NC State media was complaining about on Twitter all along, saying, no, please don't send us to California. Please don't send us to one of the most beautiful cities in the country in bright and sunny san diego i don't even have to look at my weather map app matt wow that was a tongue twister there december 28th i'm gonna guess the forecast in san diego is gonna be 75 sunny 
slight breeze. Not a bad way to spend your holiday if you can afford to get out there with the ticket prices of the plane tickets. But Matt, what was your reaction to NC State accepting a bid to play in the Holiday Bowl against UCLA, 8-4 UCLA? I actually, I mean, I like it a lot, to be honest with you. I, I think this is one of the most attractive bowls that we just put up a story online about what they're saying about this bowl game. And three out of five had NC State UCLA as a top 10 bowl game. Yeah, and the other two had it number 13. When you're talking out of 42 freaking bowl games out there. So uh, this is one of the top quarter bowl games out there. You know, the Holiday Bowl has a very nice tradition. If you're an old school bowl game follower, you know, there was a time where it was like one of the better pre-New Year's Day bowls out there. It was kind of one of the top, you know, for lack of a better way of saying it, constellation prize type bowl games um, for those teams. It, it was not uncommon to see a top 10 team in that bowl game. It, it does have a very nice payout, um, the third highest payout of any bowl not in the New Year's Six or in the playoff uh, round-robin bowl games. So, you know, our entry state will get a little benefit from that, I'm sure, uh, you know. It goes, it goes to the league, right? And yeah, then... bowl revenue is pulled and it's shared, but I think you do get a percentage of, of a, your specific bowl, certainly to cover the cost of the travel. So um, they'll be able to enjoy it a little bit more and um, – so I liked. I thought this was honestly. If you looked at the options, this is not meant to be disrespectful to Iowa State at all. They're a heck of a football program. They got a heck of a coach there. It's just Iowa State. You know, Iowa State, NC State. That was kind of like a yeah type of game. You know, Iowa State kind of had a disappointed year. And I I will uh, say that. If you had the Iowa State matchup, you would have had the storyline of can NC State beat a third preseason ranked top ten team in its bowl game? That would that would have been that would have been the hook hook line. And yeah. But I agree with you. Iowa State, it's not it's not a blockbuster. Not it's not yeah, it's not I, turning the table. And you've been to Jacksonville your last two bowl trips, um, and it ended up being Texas A and M in the Gator Bowl. So you don't want to rematch. You just did that. Uh, so to me, this was the best, the best place for NC State to land. It's a notable bowl game. It's a prime time game on Fox. The only game uh, at the national broadcast. I don't know what other games are that day, but I suspect they're probably on the ESPN or something like that. I don't think that ABC would be doing a prime time game uh, on a weekday on Tuesday week, uh, uh, Tuesday night. So they probably got what. I'm, I'm not a reality TV guy. Are you a reality TV guy, Justin? Is it the Bachelor Night or a Bachelorette Night on Tuesday or Dancing no, with the Stars? I, I don't know. I can't keep you up. I, I watch reality shows when I'm subjected to them. And kind of like any other, you know, young male, I hate reality shows on the surface. But then all of a sudden you end up watching it with your girlfriend on the couch and you realize, yes, I'm kind of into this. I'm, I'm 20 minutes into this. I'm into the drama, but beyond the point, I think uh, I think Wolfpack fans will be dialed in for this matchup. You know, no yeah. no bachelor, no bachelorette conflicts. Yeah. Okay. So um, 
But it's on Fox. Like I said, it's a national broadcast in prime time. And UCLA has a brand name to it. Chip Kelly has a brand name to himself. If he's coaching UCLA at that point, after the Oregon job we opened up, you know, where we go back home, so to speak, you hear those rumblings. So, um, yeah, I, I just think it's a good opportunity. I think this is a, a good, this was a good spot for NC State. I thought it was the best landing spot, aside from looking at ticket prices for the airport, the flight, and going, oh, my Lord. <laughs> so, I mean, to uh, me, other than the, other than going to the Peach Bowl, which would have required winning the ACC championship, I mean, it's the best it's the best bowl game destination that the ACC has to offer, just, just in terms of history and tradition. Hotels in San Diego are surprisingly affordable. Well, well, I mean, you know, Christmas time, maybe – Tourism in California, as I know firsthand, is is begging people to come visit and recovery from the pandemic. So I'm sure they, you know, would would love to host. And if you think about it, you know, UCLA. I'm going to be interested to see what the ticket sales on this are because UCLA can't even sell out home games in LA. Good luck convincing UCLA fans to drive what an hour and a half south, book hotels. I guess they wouldn't have to book a hotel. It'd be like a it'd be like driving from Raleigh to greensboro for for wolfpack fans but um you know i i could see it being more of an empty stadium it's gonna be more of a television game and, and that's not a knock on either program by the way it's just it's really just the logistics of the fan bases i'm, I'm kind of calling out ucla there i don't think it's a large football fan base it's not a very passionate football fan base to go to a holiday bowl necessarily we'll see maybe i'll be proved wrong NC State, I know, is very passionate. I expect Wolfpack fans to show out. I'm sure there will be plenty of Wolfpack fans asking Santa for trips to San Diego. Um, but again, it's just it's it's a long trip. It's it's completely understandable if you're a Wolfpack fan and you can't make it. So um, we'll see. But it's going to be really cool that you get to play in Petco Park. I think it's the first year that the Holiday Bowls played in Petco Park. Isn't that right, Matt? I believe so. I think they're doing some. They they obviously they have football stadiums, of course. You know, yeah, Philip Rivers made a made a living playing in whatever that football, what was Qualcomm? Thing? I don't even know what the football stadium used to be called in San Diego, but uh, Chargers are there no more, and um, I believe they were doing renovations to the football stadium, which might explain why it's at Petco Park this year. I think that's cool. I'm a you know me, I'm a baseball baseball guy i'll share with the public my my retirement dream is to rent an rv uh, start down probably in miami south florida or whatever and just head up every baseball stadium during the season and, and go see the country while i'm driving around an rv and going to baseball games at every single park um so i think that's really cool if you're a, look if you're a wolfpack fan and you can afford it and you can take the time off i mean it could be a really great little vacation for you. First of all, you know, bucket list item. If you haven't been to Petco Park, I haven't been. I've never been to San Diego. I think I'm. I would. Say, I would say probably a lot of NC State fans have never been to San Diego. You know, I, I just moved out to California earlier this year, but I haven't been out of the Bay Area much. So it'd be nice to go to Southern Cal. You know, see San Diego. I hear it's one of the most beautiful cities in America. Like you said, Matt, hotel prices are reasonable if you can just find a way to get over there. Um, the fact that you're playing at Petco Park, the fact that you're playing a marquee opponent in UCLA, and and in a winnable game too, um, you know, not to say that if NC State went to the Cheez-It Bowl or the Gator Bowl that it you know wouldn't be a winnable game, but 
you know, if we're being realistic here, NC State would be an underdog to Texas A&M. And NC State would probably be a dog to, to Iowa State, if I had to guess. Um, I don't know what the I'm line is. with how little Clemson was favored over Iowa State, which makes me believe you might be right. Yeah, because, I, I mean, if Clemson and State played today, Clemson would be favored. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you know, that that's just – based on the numbers, Clemson is playing like a top 10, top 15 team right now, especially with its defense. Um, but UCLA, I, I think the game is close to a pick That's what you said before this podcast. I haven't looked at the spread yet, surprisingly. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I was guessing that NC State would be a nice little favorite, maybe a three-point favorite in this game. UCLA, you know, we're, we're going to get into the preview of UCLA down the road. We'll do a preview podcast breaking down the Bruins. But the rapport on them, good quarterback, good running game, physical team. Um, and I think it's going to be a good matchup for NC State, maybe struggle defensively a little bit. I'd love to see, you know, high-scoring game, some points, Leary get some touchdowns, get Bam in the end zone, get Ricky in the end zone, um, get Emeka in the end zone, you know. And then let's see what this defense can do with, with all the pieces that are going to be there. And then, of course, a lot to be excited about coming back next year. Um in terms of opt-outs, Matt, who do you think NC State fans should be watching for just in terms of who would potentially not be available in this game? Well, from a playing, uh, player decision business standpoint, obviously got to look at left tackle. Uh, Akeem Aquanu, um, yeah, I'll be blind. It doesn't make sense for him to be playing this, this bowl game. We saw that with Bradley Chubb. When he was a projected top five NFL pick, he did not play in the uh, Sun Bowl um, back in 2017. You know, I they never announced he was not playing in the Sun Bowl, so you know that 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 might uh, be kind of the, the transcript to watch here. That might be the script, but you know, on the flip side of that, I remembered. Um, Calvin Harmon and, and uh, Jermaine Pratt both announced they were not playing in the uh, Gator Bowl in 2018. Um, you know, and in the case of Harmon, I think he was a seventh round draft pick. Um, and in the case of Pratt, I believe he was a third rounder. So, yeah, it just kind of depends on what kind of advice they get. There are guys that should be drafted. Now, a lot of them, though, are coming back. Guys like Isaiah Moore, presumably presumably Peyton Wilson. Um, you know, they're all coming back. They're injured anyway. Honestly, you know, if the injured players will watch more, who can come back from the injury? Uh, Dave Dorn said he expected Devin Boykin back. Boykin had kind of taken over as a starting strong safety late in the season. Missed the Carolina game. We put in our war room. We understood he got hurt during the week of the game, kind of a late week injury. So he's expected back. Chris Tootle, the tight end, only played one one snap in the UNC game. And I saw him on the sideline getting some attention from the trainer throughout the game. And Doran kind of, I guess, kind of did confirm that he had an injury. And so he's the one that will be questionable to be ready for the bowl game. But he implied that all all the other injured players would – we're going to be, we're going to miss the game. I think most notably that means that Savion Jackson, who 
they they were not ruling out for the year when he got hurt at Florida State. It, it's now out for the year apparently. If that unless Dorn had an oversight and forgot about Savion Jackson, that that, that obviously means he ended up being out for the year. Something tells me he's not he's not looking over Savion. Yeah. That that'd be one of the first guys that comes to mind. Yeah. So, and so it, it seems like, you know, the question is, can they get through the bowl practices healthy? Which I suspect they will, because they get a lot of, everybody makes a big deal about the extra bowl practices. My understanding from past experience is a lot of those extra bowl practices are for, you know, the backups, the freshmen, the scout team guys who have all year been basically doing other teams' offenses and defenses to get the, the main guys ready. A chance to kind of remind them, okay, here's our offense and <laughs> here's our defense in case you forgot during the fall while you were learning everybody else's and get them back into the flow of learning things uh, and understanding the system and then you know, then they'll switch gears and focus on the on the on the ball game if they get closer to it. Yeah, that's I mean, I think that's promising news if you're an NC State fan. I mean, I think there's really only one no brainer opt out in this game and, and if you're an NC State fan I think you should want Icky Aquanu to I mean of course you'd love to see him on the field if he chooses to play don't get me wrong but you want to see him healthy you want to see him preserved his draft status because it's going to do a lot for the program seeing Icky Aquanu's name called you know early in the 2022 NFL draft so start thinking ahead recruiting purposes program image I mean it, it it's a good it's a very good thing for NC State's left tackle to be getting the publicity that he has in terms of draft stock um and that's been nc state's bugaboo in these past two bowl games the last two trips to the gator bowl you know nc state had games against you know beatable opponents i'd certainly call kentucky a beatable opponent last year texas a&m might have been a little bit beyond the the weight class for nc state particularly when it was missing so many of its star players but you know, there are considerable opt-outs, and in the case of last season, the bowl season, you know, you're missing your best linebackers. Peyton Wilson wasn't in that game. Drake Thomas wasn't in that game. Isaiah Moore did play, right? But they got hurt. Remember that? They got hurt. Yeah. And Grant Gibson in. got hurt. And, I mean, it was just you're, – you're still playing with Bailey Hockman. I mean, it, and it wasn't Hockman's greatest game, if I recall correctly. No, so, it wasn't. Um, speaking of quarterbacks – just a just a f- interesting little thing I saw on Twitter. It looks like Sam Howell's going to play in the Duke's Mayo Bowl for North Carolina. I guess he didn't want to end his career, his lasting college memory of playing football at UNC to be an interception in the end zone at Carter Finley Stadium as the NC State fans come storming the field. I guess, you know, understandable that you wouldn't want that to be your lasting college memory, but we'll see. Hopefully, uh We'll see what happens in that Duke's Mayo Bowl between six and six UNC and six and six South Carolina. Um, anyways, anything else on the Holiday Bowl before we transition to basketball? I think it's an exciting matchup. I'm looking forward to it. I'm trying to make it out there um, for our listeners. So if you're a listener to, of, of the pod, um, if you're a subscriber of thewolfpacker.com, you know, say something on the message board or shoot me a tweet or something. Would love to see Wolfpack Nation out there if I'm able to make it out to San Diego. Um, we're still working out the logistics there. Anyways, mm-hmm. Matt, anything else in the Holiday Bowl? Let's go to basketball. We can go to basketball. All right. Well, I was I was uh, avoiding it. I'm, I'm, 
I'm, I'm excited about the holiday ball, but you know me, I'm a bracketology geek and oh, I have the net, God. having the net ranking no, drop on us yesterday was like, nah. I was like the holidays starting already. No. December, December 6th. No, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't talk about net rankings. I can't talk about bracketology in December, <sighs> especially with this NC State team. And you know what? I, I love Texas NC State. Southern beating Florida and jumping up a hundred spots in the net ranking. Care. I don't care. I, I, <laughs> NC, I don't. NC now, State. I will say, you know, great to see, great to see Darion Sebron win back-to-back ACC Player of the Weeks. That's awesome. He's playing lights out. Terquavion Smith won an ACC Freshman of the Week last week. Great performances from him. Good to see uh, the young freshman get a little recognition from the league. But, you know, I, look, I, I think NC State fans would be making a smart mental move to not think about the NCAA tournament, okay? This isn't, this is not a tournament team. This is not a tournament caliber team, if, if we're being honest with ourselves. I'm not, I'm not trying to knock the team. If Kevin Keats gets this team in the NCAA tournament, I don't want to hear another bad word about the man for five years. I don't want to hear another bad word about the man for five years because... <laughs> Look, you look around the league, the ACC sucks, I get it. It's going to be a fun team. They fight, they fight, they haven't been blown out yet, which they could have been against Oklahoma State, could have been. Louisville could have turned into a blowout. They fought back in the second half. You love to see that. It's going to be a scrappy bunch. It's going to be a a bunch that, it's going to be a team that competes night in, night out. It's not going to be an easy out in the ACC, but it's just, you're going to have to go, um, in this ACC in, in this year, you're going to have to find a way to win, like, at least 10 conference games. And I just don't see it. But, again, there's still reason to watch because you're seeing some great performances from some of these players. And who knows? I'm going to I'm gonna have to talk up the Debbie Downer and, 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 and be the I'm contrary. being realistic, Matt. I'm being realistic. I, I mean, I think it's an uphill battle for sure. But I, I do think – look, you played that Louisville game. Um should have won the game. Uh, you had a five-point lead. You had a four. You had a two-possession lead with less than two minutes, well, with less than three minutes to go. Got a bad break. I did not think that was a foul from my vantage point underneath the basket on Ebenezer DeWiner. Fifth foul called for the reach in on I believe Jared West. I thought DeWiner reached in and got all ball. I think West slipped and fell because DeWana is stronger than him. So when DeWana hit the basketball, it caused West to lose his balance. Um, DeWana fouling out was huge. And I think one of the things I, I do want to talk about is the fact that they're just, right now, they're struggling with depth. But you got to remember, you played that game without Casey Morsell. Um Good point. And you almost, and you should have won. I mean, and I'm not even saying that NC State blew it. They missed some free throws, a couple of missed free throws that were very, you know, to Quavion Smith on the four-point play opportunity. That would have ended up being a big free throw if he had made it. Um, but I think you've got to give Louisville credit. I mean, they're not a good three-point shooting team coming into the game. And Noah Locke, who has been a good three-point shooter in the past, makes one from nearly San Diego to tie the game up. And then, you know, Matt Cross... You know, falling into the, the courtside seats, hit the game winner with 28 seconds to go, and what you know, at the shot clock, it's expiring. So, 
Yeah, particularly on the second shot, you just you know, tip the cap. All right, you beat us. That's that's what a good team does, and they they made a great shot. I don't. That's the Quavion maybe could have defended the pass a little better, but that's a low percentage shot. He shot. He probably misses that shot four times out of five. That was the one time he made it. Did Matt Cross make a similar shot last year when he was at Miami? He might have. That was the bad loss last year was to Miami. I seem to remember. I seem because I covered that game. I was I was in the empty PNC Arena for that game, empty because it was COVID. And, you know, Matt Cross had, like, the game of his season against NC State. Then he transfers to Louisville and has another great outing in PNC Arena. Maybe he just likes the rims in PNC Arena, but I'm with you, man. NC State didn't blow that game. In fact, you got to tip your cap to NC State for coming back and fighting in that game. Was it a 19-point game at halftime? And... 14. 14. Okay, well, it felt like 19. <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you, sometimes you watch this team, and, and, and this is going to be the experience all year. You're going to watch this team, and almost every game you're going to have the urge to turn the TV off because it's going to be, you know, 15-point game or 20-point game, and you're like, NC State has no chance to come back in this game. And the minute you turn the TV off, they're going to come storming back. You're going to check your ESPN app, and they're going to be down two with, like, eight minutes to go. Keep watching these games. Right? It's going to be a cardiac pack bunch. That's what I'm going to mm-hmm. call this team, the cardiac pack bunch. But you look at the Nebraska game, the Louisville game, the Oklahoma State game, all three of those games, you're thinking early second half, there's a point where the other team has all the momentum. There's a double-digit lead. If you're an NC State fan, you're thinking, here we go. And Nebraska, in yeah. all three of those games, NC State fought back and made a competitive game. You win the Nebraska game in four overtimes, which was, well, that was mm-hmm. one that NC State fans will, I don't know how long they'll remember it. It was a memorable mm-hmm. game. It was an it was an ugly basketball game. Nebraska is a bad team. I, NC State is the better team than Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll say that. I think um, Nebraska, Nebraska is a weird team because I think the top two or three players are actually pretty good. And then they have a they, they know like complimentary players. They drop off. It's pretty dramatic drop off. And honestly, I think that's somewhat what NC State dealing with right now is without Casey Morcell in particular, you got the starting five, and then there's what I mean, you know, no Manny Bates, no Greg Gant, no Casey Morcell. Yeah, those are three of the oldest players too, by the way. I mean, there's just three juniors right there. In the case of Manny Bates, a redshirt junior. Um, and you got Thomas Allen's been kind of, well, Kevin Keats said has been dealing with some plantar fasciitis. If you ever had that, that's a painful thing to to deal with. And so, uh, you know, he's not probably near as effective as he wants to be or should be. You're um, basically down to a starting five. And, yeah, I thought in the Louisville game, yeah, they got – and it is a theme by all – I think they down, I think they fell behind 14 to Oklahoma State, and I know they were down 14 to Nebraska. So they were down 14 to all three of those teams at some point. Um, yeah, and, so, and those are the three Power 5 teams they played this year. So, yeah, there, there's some issues there. I did wonder if the Nebraska game played a hangover effect – early in the Louisville contest. If there wasn't a little bit of dead legs, you know, 
out there. It looked like Louisville was fresher, more ready for the moment. Um, and so, yeah, but I too, on the glass half full side of things, they were outscored Louisville 30 to 11 for about 12 or 13 minutes in the second half. There's nothing fluky about doing something like that. No. 30 to 11. And Louisville's an NCAA tournament caliber team. And they got to handle their business. But they, they're a tournament caliber team. I don't see a you know, high upside Sweet 16 maybe, but... Um, well, this is what we thought last year. What's that? This is what we thought of Louisville last year, and they end up yeah. being the last team left out, or the first team left out. Yeah, they, they got to handle their business. Uh, they, it's a... They're going to be a, a team that walks a fine line. They got it. They, they're the team that can't afford to have many games like they did at NC State, where they potentially could have lost. Um, and they're going to have a lot of games like that in the ACC. So, but the bottom, you, you see the flashes. I think the key for NC State basketball is all coming together. You know, Quavion Smith, Darion Sebron, Cole Hellum. Cam Hayes, all having good games at the same time. I don't know if we've seen that really this year. Maybe Louisiana Tech, which was a nice little win. I just don't know if we've seen a game where they all seem to kind of be clicking and having a good game at the same time. And then when you get Casey Morsell back, and hopefully Greg Gant back, um, you know, maybe you can get some interior depth and you can get a rotation going. But to me, this is all about getting to February. You look at that February schedule, and you got a, the potential for a nice late season run. So, uh, can you get to February, put yourself in a late season run, and make Justin Williams eat his words about? I'd love uh, to. Not- I'd love to. I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer. I'm not. I'm. I'm not trying to badmouth the team. I, I'm. I'm an <laughs> admitted Keats fan. I'm a Keats stan. I don't. I don't like the criticism i don't i don't like the hot seat talk i i'm a my belief when it comes to head coaches is when you hire a guy you stick with the guy you let him build and you see what happens you know talk to me in eight years when you make a hire it should be you should be thinking we're not going to try to fire this guy within five years you know not saying that he's in any sort of hot seat right now because if you have any type of basketball context you look at this roster and you say he's doing the best he can with this roster okay recruiting you know big catch with that five star last week it was a good day for him on uh, what was it last Wednesday when they beat Nebraska in four overtimes they get Robert Dillingham the five star from uh, Kanye West Donda go to, our, go to our YouTube channel there's an outstanding breakdown of Robert Dillingham, the five-star, done by one of our contributors at On3, one of the reasons why we made the move to On3. Um, you're going to get, if you're a basketball junkie, go watch the video and you'll learn everything you need to know about Robert Dillingham game, like actual game. Like, this is what he's going to bring to the table for NC State. Maybe I'll, I'm going to save watching that video until I'm feeling bad. I'm, maybe I'll save that for the halftime of the Purdue game to feel a little bit better. Um, looking at this remaining stretch in December for the Wolfpack, five games remaining in 2021. Four of them are winnable. Uh, you know, I'd love to see a surprise in Brooklyn against Purdue, but I think, 
Purdue clearly looks like the best team in the country. Looks like a Final Four bound team. Number one in the net. Uh, it's going to be a tough matchup. But you look at Bethune-Cookman, the next game coming up at home. Should be a win. It's at Reynolds. Play Richmond on a neutral court in Charlotte. I mean, to me, that's a 50-50 kind of toss-up game. You know, NC State, mm-hmm. you play good, you win. Wright State at home. You know, I know Matt likes to think of Wright State as a potential sleeper Sweet 16 team, but... Uh, <laughs> I don't know but, about that far, but they've been the... I will say this, they've been the disappointment. of NC State's schedule kind of played out like we thought it would, except for Wright State. Wright State has been been the bummer of the group because that was supposed to be a nice potential quad three non-conference home game and uh, not happening so that should be a must that should be a win too and then you finish with the second acc game of the year at miami december 29th to end the season or to end the year rather um miami's not good i mean go win i mean i don't care that it's in coral gables it's not going to be a an electric environment um, unless you know they're giving out some promo for Miami or uh, what they're introducing, be... unless they're introducing Mario Cristobal at halftime, right. um, you know that, that that's probably going to be a sleepy night game. It's going to be a late game, 9 p.m. Um, so can NC State go four and one in that stretch? Um, that that would make me feel a little bit better going into ACC play. Um, I, I don't think you you really want three and two if you're still kind of clinging on to hey can this team stick around and maybe be in the bubble conversation in March? You you got to go win four of these five games somehow some way and if you lose one of the ones that you can't afford well then maybe try to knock off Purdue. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. I that that well, spread that, that spread is going to be large. I'll say this too for Purdue. I mean, we're not trying to knock NC State with this. Every team is going to have their hands full with Purdue. It's kind of like, you know, you shouldn't always kind of feel like a team might play Alabama like Miami did at the beginning of the year and just get whacked. And all the Miami fans are like, what's wrong with Miami? Why are they getting whacked? Because everybody gets whacked pretty much by Alabama, and maybe not as much this year as years past, but uh, they just whacked Georgia in the SEC title game. So that's what they do. They whack people. You know, Purdue crushed Florida State by like 20-some points in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. So, you know, I agree with you. If you can go 4-1 and one and, of course, that one loss being Purdue, that means you probably picked up a couple quad two wins by beating Richmond on a neutral court and by beating Miami on the road. Um, that's where you need to be. And then there's nothing daunting about the ACC this year, especially for NC State. They only get Duke once. Um, and Duke is like the only team that looks right now like a team that can hold its own nationally. UNC kind of shown some classes. They could be Maybe. good. They could be good. Yeah. Um, you know, Virginia has been a major disappointment. Um, Louisville got some potential to be a solid team, but you know when the, the the thing you're bragging about is Wake Forest being a surprise. That just tells you how bad the ACC is. Uh, flip side of that, that means you got to win more of it because it won't count as much. It won't mean as much to have a nice ACC season. Um, and so then you got to hope wins like Louisiana Tech and Colgate 
and maybe Nebraska, when they get fully healthy, will hold up a little bit better. So I agree with you. Got to go four and one, close out the month. Um, and then if you, as I say, you look at that February schedule, just look at it real quick. You get Syracuse at home. You get Notre Dame at home. You get Wake Forest at home. You play at Pittsburgh, who's awful. Play at Georgia Tech. This isn't last year Georgia Tech. You get BC at home. You get UNC at home. That's a heck of a setup in February for a run. Um, so, but we'll see. Well, let's transition to a team we might be a little bit more excited about, Matt, and that is the Wolfpack women, who have now picked up two wins away from Raleigh against top 10 opponents, have won all their games except for the season opener against number one South Carolina at home, and NC State played South Carolina as competitive as anyone has this season. South Carolina also blew out UConn, who was number two at the time. South Carolina clearly looks like the best team in women's college basketball right now, but you know what? You know who's number two? NC State. And NC State played South Carolina pretty strong and didn't think they had their best game against South Carolina at the beginning of the season. Of course, they were missing Jada Boyd, who I would consider the most athletic player on NC State's roster. When you play an athletic team like South Carolina, you need all the athletes you can on the floor. Clearly, they missed Jada Boyd in that game. Kayla Jones was still nursing an injury played, but maybe wasn't at 100% in that game. And NC State's still finding its identity as a team. You know, where's Diamond Johnson fit into the rotation? She's clearly an excellent player. She's clearly one of the better players in the ACC. And for now, she's been coming off of the bench. Um, that's a huge luxury to have. Uh, when NC State is healthy, it's a very deep team. But you know, looking ahead to the ACC schedule, you know they start ACC play. Let's see here. Well, next game at Pitt. That's the first one. Finish out the non-con against St. Mary's in Georgia, and then it's ACC play from there. Um, my impression of the women hasn't really changed from the beginning of the year. I knew this was going to be a good team with Final Four hopes, but you know, you go to the Bahamas and you beat, you outclass a Maryland team that was ranked number two at the time, 78 to 60. That wasn't, that wasn't a close game. And then you go up to, to Bloomington in the Big Ten ACC Challenge and you beat a top five, I think at the time top five, Indiana team by eight points. And, you know, that was big for a lot of reasons because, of course, Indiana was the team that knocked the Wolfpack out of the NCAA tournament last year in the Sweet 16 in dramatic fashion. So that game was very personal to this team. They go up on the road and, and they get their revenge. So, Matt, just uh, let me know what your initial impressions of this Wolfpack women's team is, just you know, based on the first month of play here and, and kind of expectations, you know, the rest of the way. Uh, the thing that stands out to me is, I mean, Diamond Johnson has lived up to the hype as a as a a premier guard. She's actually leading the team in scoring, even though she's technically not starting. They, they still have Raina Perez starting at, at um, point, uh, point guard. Um, There's just so much balance with this team. You know, it might be hard for someone like Alicia Kunane to be ACC Player of the Year just because she's not going to put up numbers this year. Right now, she's averaging 12.7 points, 7.7 rebounds, but at least not because... I don't think it's because of anything she's doing. I think it's because they just got so much depth and so much balance. Like they're, you know, this is, 
I don't know if I've seen an NC State women's team where you can put, you can bring uh, women off the bench and still expect all five players to be able to score. Um, that's pretty, pretty. No I mean, it's how much depth they have. I mean, one of the best freshmen that they've gotten in recent years is a girl named Isaiah James, who's averaging 6.3 points per game off the bench. But in a close game against Indiana, she didn't come off the bench because they had so much depth and so much balance. It just shows you that one of the women that not yet into the primary rotation in the big close game is averaging 6.3 points a game when she does play. Yeah. I mean, that says something. You know, that would be like, uh, you know, that would be like, uh, and there were the men's team doesn't have enough players on the that would be like uh Ernest Ross averaging six points a game when he does play. You'd be screaming, Why isn't he playing more, right? Um that just shows you how much balance that she state has. So um yeah, it can be interesting. It, it, it's uh, they're they're well set up. And you mentioned that South Carolina game. That was a one point game with like twelve minutes or two or three minutes in the third quarter, twelve 13 minutes left in the game without Jada Boyd and kind of Kayla Jones still working her way back. And Diamond Johnson did not play well that particular game. Um, so you, you know that she would like to do better. Um, so, yeah, we got the big injury at Connecticut. Help me with the one, the, the young Paige lady. Paige Beckers. Paige yeah. Beckers. So she's out for a couple of months. So uh, you might be setting up for a clear top two teams in the country right now. Well, and one of them is NC State. How many? How often have you been able to say that? Not often. I mean, you you could have made an argument in the last couple of years that NC State was one of well last year specifically the the first ACC championship. I feel like we remember that team a little bit more fondly than how good it really was, you know, because we didn't get the NCAA tournament after the ACC championship. When you w when you finish the season on a championship, it's like, well, that clearly is one of the best teams in the country. Uh, yeah. NC State, I think, would have been a two seed going into the NCAA tournament that year. Of course, they get the one seed last year. Totally on track for another one seed this season, assuming they take care of business in ACC play and stay healthy. But, yeah, I mean, if you're an NC State fan, you have every reason to believe that a three-peat for the ACC crown is on the table. Um, you've got multiple all-ACC candidates on this roster. You could make an argument that everybody in the starting five plus your sixth player off the bench are all-ACC caliber players. And um, and it looks like the ACC is getting a little bit better this year, too. It looks like UNC and Duke are off to good starts. So, you know, maybe those could be some competitive rivalry games we know in years past. Carolina and Duke has been down in women's basketball and, you know, men, women, doesn't matter. I think when all the Tobacco Road teams are good, it is a good thing for basketball and it is a great thing for the ACC. So I'm looking forward to the rest of the season, hoping to catch a few more games here because, man, the time difference with the women's games are tough because they already play the games earlier on weeknights. And then when you get the three-hour difference, it's like 2 p.m. in the afternoon when the Wolfpack women are tipping off tough time to catch a game but um we will have more on the wolfpack women wolfpack men as the seasons progress and of course the holiday bowl we will have more on nc state's bowl destination we'll have a ucla preview coming up soon so stay tuned for all these podcasts all the more reason to subscribe to our youtube channel 
give this video a thumbs up. And here's the comment prop. Let us know if you're going to San Diego. Wolfpack fans, are you, are you making the trip out to San Diego? If you are, you know, uh, when you going, who you going with? Um, and if you're not, why, why are you not going? That, 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 that's the prompt for the comment section. So Wolfpack fans, let us know if you're going to the Holiday Bowl in the comment section and let us know why or why not. Um, that'll wrap up this podcast. Uh, Twitter, at the Wolfpacker. Go follow us. That's our main account. You can follow me personally, at Justin H. Will, uh, on Twitter. And give us a like on Facebook, NC State Wolfpack, on thewolfpacker.com. And another reminder, on 3 Network, that's where thewolfpacker.com is now. It's uh, a great college sports network. All the best teams have their own sites, including NC State, where you will get the best top-notch NC State journalism and reporting and analysis from yours truly, Matt Carter. Um, so go take I'm advantage. Justin you know, I, I come off the bench. I'm like the diamond. I'm like the diamond Johnson of the Wolfpacker. Uh, I come off the bench and I just all I do is drop buckets. Um, <laughs> but no, no. Uh, take advantage of the deal. One dollar for a year's premium subscription uh, to the Wolfpacker.com and on Three Network. Like I said, the holidays are coming up. You're probably thinking, what can I get my cousin who's a big sports fan, but I don't want to spend a bunch of money on? How about an on Three subscription? That'd be pretty nice. It's a nice, nice little stocking stuffer there. So that's going to do it for this podcast. We will be back soon. We appreciate your support. And also, remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you listen to us, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts. So for Matt Carter, this is Justin Williams, and this has been the Wolfpacker Podcast. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.